How do you grow a business from nothing to the success you dream of for yourself? How do you stay authentic and motivated and positive and show up every day for your business and for your clients? And how do you know if what you're doing is working or if it's time to pivot and try something new? Today, I chat with Andrew and Pete of Atomic Membership, and we cover some of these topics and a whole lot more. They've taken the time out to answer our questions and to tell us about the events that are coming up, both in their membership and the Atomicon event in November 2021. All of the details are in the show notes, and there's so much more in this episode of the Choosing Happy podcast. Welcome to episode 18 of the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters, and today I am really excited to interview Andrew and Pete of Atomic Membership. Now, I've been in their membership since May 2021, and I have been blown away by what these guys offer in terms of content, value, commitment, customer service, their time, dedication, and the level of support and community they've created there. It's my great pleasure to talk with them today and find out all about them, their journey, and the Atomic membership. Welcome, Andrew and Pete. Ah, thank you so much for having us, Heather. It's been a pleasure having you in Atomic, and yeah, we're honoured to be invited. It's so nice of you to say all that. So thank you so much. We're excited to be here and talk about choosing happy. And talking about yourselves as well, because one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, I didn't do the research because I wanted to find out more about how you set up Atomic. Um, And can you begin by telling me a little bit about yourselves and who you serve and what your business is about. Yeah, so this is our this is actually our 10th year in business, which is wow. crazy <laughs> thinking <laughs> yeah. about it, isn't it? Really yeah. looking back. So we set up fresh out of university 10 years ago. Um, we graduated from Lancaster University and we had always been interested in entrepreneurship and business. We both did business degrees and we run the Entrepreneur Society at uh, Lancaster University. So we thought, let's let's like set up this business. We were 21 at the time, and we thought, let's not get proper jobs. Let's like give this a go now before we have wives and mortgages and big responsibilities that we needed to take care of. Um, so that's what we did. And originally we set up a we had a few different kind of business ideas, and probably for the first like year or two, we were kind of a little bit all over the place and very green and just kind of like learning as we went. But one business we set up was a web design agency. We were very good at kind of like the design and we were very good at like putting businesses maybe in their best light. I feel like we didn't yeah. really have the experience to say that we were marketers, but we were very good at kind of the design elements of web design. So we did web design, we did branding, and we kind of taught ourselves all the different marketing kind of like on the side and started giving away that advice for free to our web design clients. 
And then over the years, that web design business transitioned more into kind of a marketing agency. And then out of the agency, that's where the membership grew, where we would teach people how to do it themselves. And then for the past few years, I would say as well, like the membership has gone past just being about marketing and, and sales. And it's gone more into like, what does it actually take to grow a business? Because I think over the past few years, we've definitely learned yeah, tactics and strategies are great. It's often not enough. It's mm-hmm. like there's way more things that go on behind the scenes that cause businesses to be successful or not successful, including things like motivation, organization, being able to sell, being confident enough to grow your team. And I think podcasts like this are great because it is about like being happy and choosing what makes you happy is a massive kind of factor in in a successful business. Yeah, I think one of the things that I I really want to hone in when I do this um, podcast as well is the resilience that it takes and how you can stay resilient as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think it's so important because I think we're all sold this dream that running a business is going to be easy. And every single advert out there, or every single marketer at least, you know, is always trying to sell the dream because that's what sells. Like they don't want to sell it. Hey, this is going to be really hard work. But if you re- push really hard and do all this stuff that, you know, you need to do, that's potentially really scary, then you'll have success. But that's not a good advert. So, yeah. You know, naturally, everything you see as an entrepreneur is, hey, this is really easy. And hey, you should feel bad if you haven't made like 10K a month yet or whatever. And it's all it's it's all built into that. And when when members come and talk to us and you know they're struggling, it's I think people often give up because they think they're not good enough. Whereas in actual fact, I think it's just that the expectations have been set that it's going to be easy. Yeah. And they're not good enough because they haven't found it easy. And I think that's a really, really important message that people need to hear. They're not doing bad at all. In fact, what's really funny is that when we first set up in business, we were making like zero money. Like we were making nothing. And a lot of our members are like, hey, I'm doing really badly. I'm making this much a month and so forth. And we're like, hey, you're doing better than us. Like, here's our accounts from like 2015 or 2013 or whatever. And you're two years in. This is where we were at two years in. You're doing way better than us. Like, good on you. Just keep it up, you know, keep improving. Um, And I think that's really important. So in your journey what's been the what was the toughest moment was there a moment when you thought about giving up um I feel like there's been lots of tough moments over the years I feel like this past um 18 months since COVID has started it's probably been the toughest that we've been through yeah it's all I feel like everything everything feels tough doesn't it and I feel like as the business has developed and as we have got I was thinking about this the other day actually I haven't told Pete this yet I was like thinking about it the other day and it like the more experience you get and like the bigger the business becomes it's like the more things matter and the tougher it might feel 
Like, yeah. for example, um, when we had to, like, change the event at very last minute, like, our event was in April, when COVID hit at, like, in March, that was massive for us. Like, we had hundreds of thousands of pounds, like, on this event. That yeah. was really tough. But then I was thinking the other day about, like, how we were doing... Um, we used to make business cards. I remember we had one client and we had like printed the business cards and there was like an issue with them. And the business cards were, I don't know, probably like a hundred quid or something like that. But that to me as an entrepreneur at that time, it was crushing. I remember, and I remember like feeling crushed by that. And it's like, <laughs> it seems silly looking back now at it, but yeah. it's the same thing right? It's the same feeling. Mm. I was probably less resilient. I didn't have as much experience back then, but it was, it was crushing. And I feel like maybe we've learned over the years how to deal with that potentially. I I think as you get more experience, you get more resilient and more wiser to things Mm -hmm. and, and how much things actually matter in the long run. And like, so if we had the issue with business cards now, it's like, whatever, don't care. But, you know, new challenges and new things happen. And every time they do, you get more and more resilient. And I think that's why, I think that's why business as a whole, I think you get, I think you improve as a business exponentially because you're constantly learning or you should be anyway. So, so you get to that point where a lot of things start to fit into place quicker and easier because you've been going for longer and you know more stuff and you know how to cope with everything and you know what's more important to focus on or where you don't need to spend your energy and time. And, And I think that ultimately is something that's exponential. I would like to think for, for business growth. Yeah. Yeah. And you you mentioned you know all of that experience. If there was one piece of advice you would give an entrepreneur wanting to to start an online business, what would it be? Oh my god, so much, so much. I feel like it took us too long to do any kind of work with our minds or our kind of brains or learn anything about resilience or anything about mindfulness or anything about like looking after ourselves and our bodies I feel like we were 21 when we set up and we had so much energy and so much ambition that it kind of didn't matter that we were not making any money I feel like we're going for it and I wish we had learned sooner. I feel like it would have, like, how to deal with the stresses of entrepreneurship, maybe. Yeah. I feel like if if I was going back in time, I would have said, like, this is going to get way more stressful than those 100-pound business cards that you're <laughs> currently, like, chewed up about. So, like, learn how to manage that stress better. <laughs> um, because it's only going to get worse. Um, I think that. It's probably, I mean, there's lots of like little bits of advice I think we would give ourselves. I, I would say um, you, you're going to need to make some hard choices. For example, if something isn't working, you need to change it and not hide, hide your head in the sand. Yeah. And 
what you need to realize is that pretty much everything that is going to make you successful and happier is usually on the other side of fear. So if you, for example, like small business owners, they they need to constantly be selling to make money. Like you have to constantly be selling. But selling isn't easy. It's not fun. It's not hard if you think about it as selling. And it can be very draining. It's probably the reason why most businesses fail because they just don't sell enough. Because selling is scary. You're putting yourself out there. You have to create content. You have to pretend you know what you're doing, even if you feel you don't. You have to think that your product or service is the best solution and you need to deliver it and you need to be confident and you need to persuade people to buy from you. And it's it's really scary and it's tough. Outsourcing, like it's tough. It's a risk. Should I do this? Can I afford this? It means I'm going to have to make more sales if I do this. It's scary. It's tough. Um, raising your prices, it's scary. It's tough. But all these things are going to bring you happiness. They're going to bring you um, more, more income and the things that you just need to do. And I don't think people realize that. So I probably would have told ourselves that sooner um, that all the things that are tough, you need to face up to. If you don't have a niche for your business, but you think you should, like you probably do need a niche for your business. And putting that decision off isn't going to help you. Um, or if you think you should raise your prices, but you're not, like you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I guess I could consolidate this point into if you are not happy about something or if something isn't working, then you need to do something about it rather than put it off. That's how, that's how I would say it. Excellent piece of advice. One that um, I need to take. Um, I think we all do. To it. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you, you touched on the, the fear thing there. And I think for me, coming a little bit older than you, so coming from sort of a, um, a background in technology all the way through to leadership and even training, you know, training people in a training room is very different from doing a live on the internet and even though you think it should be easy I know that I have a massive block for instance of doing Facebook lives I can do videos do everything else but and I think there's always when you're starting out or even as you grow there's always something that's a a big fear that can potentially stop you what would you what advice would you give to someone who's who's facing that right now um, there's a few like tactical bits of advice and a few like maybe deeper bits of advice. I think like talking tactically for a second, whenever it comes to doing anything scary, for example, video, is there ways where you can kind of dip your toe? And because remember, no one is going to, no one's first Facebook live is going to be amazing. And we were not good on video when we first got going, we were very stiff. We were very wooden. We were very nervous about putting ourselves on video. A few things that we did to help was um, we started doing, at the time it was Snapchat. Now it would be more like um, Instagram stories. At the time it was um, Snapchat. And we just started doing little Snapchat stories, talking to camera. They were very Mm -hmm. short. They were like 10 seconds and like we had very minimal Snapchat following. So it's like 10 people were watching or something like that. 
but it was great practice talking to camera when it came to doing like our first webinar and stuff like that we looked at ways where we could kind of minimize the what we were really scared about so for example the very first webinar we did it was actually a collaboration with a friend and they were gonna do the presentation and we were dealing with the tech and it kind of split the workload. So it's like, all you need to do is like do this presentation and we're gonna like work out all the tech and we kind of split the stress, both yeah. the stresses of like doing a webinar. <laughs> and it worked really well for just kind of like dipping our toe in like that. Um, deeper kind of ways to kind of overcome that. I think the first thing you need to do is realize that fear is good and like if you're feeling a little bit nervous or scared about something that's a good sign we often say to each other we need to follow the fears uh like pete said before success what did you how did you put it you put it very eloquently success lies on the other side of fear yeah um we generally break down so i think (laughs) break down we generally like break down what we're actually scared of rather than just break down yeah um yeah we break it down into what would actually happen like what would actually happen if if we do this thing i think fear is a very emotional often illogical emotion sometimes it's not illogical sometimes there isn't an actual lion that's going to eat you but oftentimes it's just a story that's like playing in our head and like there's no lion what actually is there all right we do this facebook live what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, so the worst that's going to happen is that, like, I screw up my lines, like, three people are watching, and the internet dies, and I have to delete this Facebook Live and just pretend it never happened again. It's probably the worst thing. That <laughs> like, is that bad, really? Is it really bad that three people saw the internet your internet crash on you and you like froze in a weird are they place. are they really gonna blame you are they gonna be mad at you like or are they just gonna be understanding that hey that happens sometimes yeah 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 so yeah that's like the first step isn't it just like mapping out the consequences and the reality of what is or could happen mm-hmm. like what's the best thing that could happen what's the worst thing that could happen like does one outweigh the other logically speaking um, and then you want to like just think about who, uh, if you can have any like accountability or support in that or any encouragement. Like, is there someone that says, you know, hey, you know what, Heather, like, you'd be great at doing this? Um, or um, if you got any proof receipts of people that have told you that you'd be good at that in the past, or if you do you have a friend that would just you know, hold your hand in doing that scary thing or uh, could you ask someone for a little bit of advice to help you get set up and get started or do a test run somewhere? We've been quite lucky in that we've had each other um, Mm. and we recognise that that is quite lucky. But, like, even we get scared of stuff ourselves and, like, what we've tried to do is, like, surround ourselves with people who have done things that we want to do We've joined memberships, we've joined communities, we've like surrounded ourselves with people that we think are further on than us that kind of like lift us up and that um, we can learn from. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important to get that encouragement. And then the third thing is a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So this is essentially just a test. So rather than go live on your Facebook page, like make a secret group 
and go live and not. There's no one in it. So if it goes terribly wrong, it doesn't matter. I'll put three people in it that you trust. Yeah, Yeah, put three friends in and do a live for your three friends and they can do the same. And then you can all give each other encouragement and a bit of advice like, hey, like the camera angle was a bit dodgy. Like we're looking up the nose. Maybe (laughs) next time change that. Yeah. Um, Until you feel a bit more comfortable. Excellent. Thank you. And you you touched on um, one of the things, yes, what's the best outcome? What are some of the best moments for you over the last 10 years? Oh, my God. Some of the best moments. I feel like two that really stuck out for me. I don't know about you, Pete, but I think the biggest moment was when we did our very first conference, in-person conference, Atomicon. We had like 350 people come in. And it just felt surreal. It felt like, even though we've probably spoke in front of bigger audiences, the fact that we got these people to come to this city and spend like a full day with us and put in a party (laughs) for us, it was just like a pinch me kind of moment. It was like, it was... Yeah, it, it felt really surreal. Yeah, and it felt just really rewarding, didn't it? It's like the moment we realized, like, that we don't know everyone in this room, but they all know us. That was yeah. a weird feeling. Yeah, but like it was good, and it was so nice. Like it, it was so like amazing to meet everyone in person. And then the very next month, we keynoted Social Media Marketing World, which had been an event we had been going to. I think that was the fifth year we had been. Mm. And so we've been going to it for a long time and just, it was probably, that was probably the biggest audience we'd ever spoken in front of. I think there was like 5,000 people there in the audience, yeah. all of our peers, all the people that we had looked up to. We felt like, I don't think we've ever felt more imposter syndrome than being on that stage and <laughs> speaking in front of people that we deem smarter than us in the so, audience. So is that the, the one in the States? Yes, that's in San Diego. So it was like the first big international conference we went to as attendees. It was the very first conference we spoke at. So we spoke at it for a few years as like breakouts and then just getting the opportunity to like keynote that event. It just kind of, it blew our mind. It was like a big 10 year goal for us. Yeah. I don't think it blew our mind as much as the 350 person Mm. room though, where they had all come to our event. I feel like like that was extra special. They were there just for us. So that was, that was nicer. Well, on the, because you're on that subject, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Atomicon? Because it is coming up as well. So. Yeah, so Atomicon is happening in November, on November 9th, 2021, in Newcastle upon Tyne. It's our conference for small business owners. So if you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, whatever you kind of identify yourself as, then this event was created just for you. We cover digital marketing, sales tactics growth strategies we go big on like experience so it's an event that we want you to come to and we want you to feel like so empowered and so revved up and like have all the advice from all the amazing speakers that we get there so you don't just go back to your office and just like carry on like you go back feeling different you go back feeling changed and you actually feel like empowered to go and implement what you've just learned at the event um, we, I think going to events is probably was a massive turning point for us mm-hmm. in our business journey. 
we never really went to conferences for maybe like the first five years of our business yeah and then once we started going our eyes were just like opened to all the different possibilities out there and it's different to like networking events and like we've been to networking events and smaller events like smaller local events and expos and expos and stuff like that but just like going to another city and like paying to attend an event which all these other people have like paid to attend it just completely changed how we looked at things we felt like more inspired we felt like oh my god this is what we want to yeah we want our business to get to this level where we like come to this every year yeah and yeah. just the things that you learn are like just on another level as well um like because we've got like some of the best speakers come in that we've seen at other conferences yeah and we know that every single one of them is just incredible and there wasn't really an event like that in the uk so we wanted to create that event for the uk um so yeah that's atomicon we'd love to see that yeah you can check it out atomicon.co.uk and um you can attend in person or virtually as well yeah okay doke i'll put those links in the show notes as well and can i just ask because um i've been to few events when I lived in London, but um, I was really impressed and surprised to see that you you chose to do it in Newcastle. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, there's like nothing like this in the north. Yeah. The so selfishly, that is where we live. So yeah. we are northerners. <laughs> so it does make it a little bit easier for us. But there was like all the events in the UK, like the bigger events, just felt like they were down south. Yeah. So yeah. Newcastle is such a cool city. It's also an affordable city to yeah. not only do an event in for us, but for our attendees to an, attend an yeah. event in. Like hotels are far cheaper and food and drink is like far cheaper. Well, like yeah. events in London, it makes, it makes our northern eyes water whenever we have to book yeah. a hotel in London. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I know what you mean. Stay in like a two hundred pound hotel and buy drinks that are like twenty pounds each. Or do you want to come stay in like a fifty pound a night hotel that's like four or five star and drink drinks that are like two pound fifty? <laughs> <laughs> but just the same thing. Excellent. Well, not the same thing because there's you two to see as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are some of the speakers that you've got this time? Are you allowed to say? Or is this... Oh, yeah, we've got so many cool people. It, the, the whole thing's um, headlined by Dragon's Den TV star Deborah Meaden. Um, so, multimillionaire, serial investor, awesome person. And then we have um, our two other keynotes are. Andrew Davis, who is one of the most influential marketers in the world, is always the top speaker at every single event that he ever speaks at. He's just phenomenal. He will blow you away. It's worth it just for him. Uh, We also have um, Anne Hanley as well, who's one of the best-selling copywriters in the world. She's just, and we've seen the talk that she's going to do, and it's just mind-blowing. We've got Kim Garst come in, who is like a fantastic online marketer. She's like the most forward person ever. We've got <laughs> Kine come in. She is, get this, she's a drag queen that teaches maths on TikTok. She's just hit a million TikTok followers. Wow. So we're really excited about what um, she's going to teach. We've got loads of cool people. We've got Gavin Bell. We've got um, Jazz Ampar Far. We've got Janet Murray, Laura Robinson, Mike Kim. Tons of amazing digital marketers and salespeople. 
Yes. And how long is it? Is it one day, two day? It's a one day event. So mm-hmm. um, the day before we do have a, a fringe event day, which is full of kind of like meetups and like optional workshops. And we have like an epic pre-party the day before on the okay. 8th. And then the full day is it runs from about um, 8.30 to about 5, 5.30. It's also multi-track as well, which means you can go to the talks that you actually want to go to, not just have to sit in the room and watch all the talks that may or may not be appropriate for you. Yeah. So you can yeah, kind of yeah. choose your track. And, and get then all obviously, the replays. Yeah, you'll get all the replays after if you did want to see some of the others as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Bringing it up back to what you said in the beginning about the last 18 months being quite tough. Um, what's your number one tip for staying happy, choosing happy? Oh, wow. During these tough times. During, okay, yeah. Um, uh, Number one top tip. I feel like I've got, like, lots of little tips up in my brain. Yeah. I feel like I'll just start going. Just go through a few little ones and then (laughs) maybe trigger a bigger one. I'm actually reading at the moment the memoir by the founder of um, Nike Shoes, and it's all about, like, his ups and downs in business. And it just kind of normalized what business is and what business like it should be. I feel like it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's um, naive to think mm. everything is going to be rosy all the time. Yeah. So just kind of normalizing the ups and downs is like, that's part of running a business and like being okay with that. And like, it's not a, I think often People take things very personally. I feel like we've done that in the past as well. That is my top tip, actually. Like, mm, yeah. try not to take things as personally. It feels like a personal attack on you often. You feel very, especially as a small business owner, you feel very much, like, attached to your business. And if something necessarily doesn't go to plan, like, if no one shows up for the Facebook Live or not enough people, mm-hmm. like, buy your course as you want to or someone leaves your membership or someone unsubscribes from your email list... It feels like a personal attack often on you. And I still think we've got a lot of work to do on this, actually, Pete. But I think definitely something we've got better at is trying to separate ourselves from that and not take it as personally and realize there's a million other things like going on in the world, in other people's worlds, that like maybe they didn't mean to click on that link. One person actually (laughs) unsubscribed from literally every single email that we had um, every single list in our active campaign recently. They were a, a member of Atomic, and one of the team flagged it. And I was like, oh, God, have we, like, really, like, upset this person? <laughs> so I sent, I sent them the email to, like, check to see if they were okay. And they came back, like, super unapologetic, super, like, apologetically. Like, it must have been, like, some kind of tech issue. And, like, no, please resubscribe me. I think like wow. a year ago or two years ago, I would have probably taken that like really personally. That yeah, she was like, but, literally hey, how dare you? Every one. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, what happened? Even like, I don't want to hear about Atomic On, even though I'm coming to the event, I don't want to hear about it. I'm coming to get my subscribe from that list. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it's not personal most of the time. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Okay, a couple of things for me, maybe. Um, I think business is a constant case of tiny and bigger pivots. And I don't think you should be uh, naive enough to think that the thing that you start off doing is going to be 
the thing that you do forever and, and it's absolutely perfect straight away. So this is the same for like your content, your product, your offering, your messaging, your communications, your experience, like everything in our business has probably changed like a hundred times over. And we just recognize that as a thing to do. Like everything just needs updating and improving. So you get one plate spinning, you know, you leave that spinning for a while and then you set off another and another and another, and you just have to keep going back and just re-spin the plate again. Um, and I think that's something that you need to think of as a normal thing rather than, oh my God, everything in this business just isn't working. And, you know, I'm a failure because every time I do something, I have to redo it. Um, I think to be honest, a lot of happiness is just perspective and mm. how you see things, uh, which isn't always easy. Yeah. Um, what else would I say? Talking, just talk to someone else. I think that's really, really important. Um, I think every entrepreneur needs someone to vent to, whether it's the partner or a spouse or um, like a friend or a business friend, like just someone to like vent to that can be empathetic and listen. Even if yeah. they don't come up with any solutions, just listen. I think that's yeah. good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's more, but yeah. <laughs> That'll go with that. <laughs> Pick your own top tip. No. <laughs> um, the one thing I love about the, the group that you have, the membership group, is that there is so much um, support within the group. And that you guys put so much commitment into it and especially uh, the surprise elements, things like the, the postcards and the big bright pink envelopes and things like that. Um, how did you come to thinking about that? And I mean, your brand's really colourful as well. So where did all of that come from? Because, you know, that it does strike as being happy and bright and positive. Oh, thank you. I feel like it all stems from when we first set up in business we were 21 and really overcompensated because we felt super inexperienced with what we were doing and we thought we had to put on the suits and be super professional and it's like that's what business was and there was a moment early on where we were like you know what we just need to lean more into our personalities to actually stand out in the web design industry and we did, and we started being a bit more fun. And we've carried that on, like, all the way to today to stand out and to make an impact. And when it comes to things like memberships, it's like we're very aware memberships are not a, like, a passive income stream, as they're often kind of touted, mm. because they take a lot of work and they take yeah. a lot of nurturing and a lot of time. And like, if you're going to do a membership, we would recommend like giving yourself that time or it is going to kind of flop. Um, and you need, again, you need to kind of enjoy the membership and you need to like want to put in that effort. You need to like, like the people that are coming into your membership. Because <laughs> um, we do, like we love like our members and we love helping them and we love seeing their successes. And because of that, like we want to give them a great experience. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really what it's all about. And again, talking about like the constant pivoting and improving, we we found that our onboarding was 
Rubbish. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's rubbish. Um, and people weren't getting introduced and thus they were leaving fairly quickly. So um, people were leaving after maybe like a couple of months. Um, and it was about 100 days, really, uh, they were lasting for uh, before cancelling. And we were like, ah, oh, this is rubbish. And it's been a constant improvement. So we first started with like one email that said, like, here's the invoice. And then, <laughs> and then it was another email that's like, woohoo, like, so glad you're here. Like, we're here to help. And then it was like an email sequence. So it's been a few things. And then it was like an email sequence plus a welcome video. And then it was like a tour. And then we added in uh, a little postcard. And then we added in a shout out. And then we added in like a, a personal message. And then we added in a personal video just to them. And, and so over the years, and that's taken us like five years to get to that point where people are now like, wow, your onboarding is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, and that increased our retention from about 100 days to around 250, 300 days, um, which is, you know, amongst other things, but um, it's that constant improvement again. Yeah. So don't don't beat yourself up if everything isn't perfect and you haven't done everything. You will never do everything. We have a thousand projects that we'd love to do that we just know we'll never get to because you got to prioritize things. But um, yeah, constant improvement. Brilliant. And you brought up a point there. I think a lot of people are f- afraid of failure, but there isn't really failure. It is just about trying and learning and trying again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost like, I think, yeah, you nailed that on the head there, Heather, about my point about pivoting. Like there's no such thing as, Fail, you know, it's, a che- it's, it's almost that cheesy line, isn't it? There's no mm. such thing as failure, only learning. <laughs> but like that's the perspective that I think it's, if you actually read into that deeper, like it's about the perspective of that. Yeah. So when things aren't working from a perspective of like, I don't know, failure, like that's not a good perspective to have. It needs mm. to be, and you, really, you most need to treat your business like one big giant experiment. Because at the end of the day, your business isn't you, all right? You need to remove yourself from the business. Like, the, uh, what I mean by that is you are not like a graphic designer. You are not an accountant. You are somebody that runs a business that offers graphic design services or accountancy services. Uh, you're an yeah. online entrepreneur that delivers courses about blah blah So it, it, it's not you, and business is literally, or should be, just a series of processes and systems that work together in harmony to get you the results that you need. And with that in mind, you need to treat your business like it's almost an experiment. So, hey, I'm going to launch this product. We'll see if it works. You know what? The reaction to this product wasn't very good. What are we going to do about it? Okay, let's be the mad scientist. Let's find out why it didn't work. Let's try a hundred different ways to make the light bulb work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you look at it from that perspective, it's almost exciting yeah. rather than yeah. a series of constant failure and hardship. I feel like people don't talk enough about things that have like failed for use of a better word. Like we were speaking to a member recently. It was like really frustrated with their content because it just like wasn't hitting the mark and it wasn't 
um, attracting anyone. He wasn't getting any engagement. And like we looked at it and it was really boring. <laughs> and we, we I, I said to him, like, have you like tried anything different? And he was like, no, no. And I was like, do you know how boring our content was when we started? It's like nobody liked anything. It's like, do you honestly think you're going to get that right on the first goal? Because no one has. And if you had got it right on the first goal, you'd have been like one in an absolute million. And it's, <laughs> but I think, and he was just feeling so crap about himself because it wasn't get no one was liking his posts. And mm. it's like, I don't think anyone likes anyone's first posts. <laughs> yeah. The one, the example I always use is um, you know, YouTube was never meant to be just a video platform or a music platform, it was a dating site. Um, and they wow, attracted completely that. different audience. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you know, you could say well, they were a failure or they pivoted. So, wow, you heard about YouTube that really failed dating platform. It's like yeah. Tinder just smashed it, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're um, we're coming near the close now. So, is there any final thoughts or tips or advice that you would like? to leave us with i think uh uh, the leaving message for me would be um if you don't feel good you don't do good Mm -hmm. so this is something that we say a lot to our members and you know if you look after yourself you look after the business and i think it's really important to do that and things that happen that are happening in your personal life will affect your business life as well as an entrepreneur. So you really just got to put yourself first and do as much as you can to make sure you are happy and feeling good for the day. Because if you are, if you don't feel good, then you're not going to do all of those scary things that you need to do to go with the business and to push it forward. And you're not going to deal with failure or experiments gone wrong very well. Yes. And like final kind of thoughts from me is firstly, like, well done for listening to this episode and, and this podcast as a whole is called Choosing Happy. So I feel like you must be valuing that, which is great. Something that I wish we had listened to when we first got going. Um, another kind of thing that we have done that you could potentially do as well is celebrate those victories. So mm-hmm. one thing we started implementing in our office actually was instead of having vision boards, which I think is something that a lot of people kind of tout, we started creating what we called our victory boards. So we would put like photos or testimonials or like things that we had done, but we'll look back at like our first victory boards now and think to ourselves, oh, that was quite small. But at the time it was like monumental to us. So it's like, don't discount small victories, like share them, capture them, have them somewhere. So you can remind yourself like how far you've come. That's that's brilliant. I've got on my wall the keep rocking postcard and the ping envelope. <laughs> that's right. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> it makes me smile. So yeah, thank you. Oh, and thank thanks. you guys. We need one of those on our yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your time today. It's been really, really lovely talking oh. to you. Thank you you so much for having us, Heather. And thank you, everyone, for listening as well. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.